mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com For a lot of women, the reality is we've been taught that we need to care for everything else it's apart so from us. But you're not being honest about the fact that you're indulging because you're actually procrastinating. Or you're indulging so much because you have a self-control issue. Oh, wow. Self-care, when you get it right, allows you to teach other people how, how to, to love, love you. you. Even good things that are meant to cure can kill if you get the dosage wrong. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee. And we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about self-care. Okay. That's right, ladies. Light your candles. <laughs> put on your, um, you know, bonnets and head wraps. Your face mask. We We're going to be it. talking about self-care, self-destruction mm. and self delusion you All thought right. this was gonna be a calm one didn't Let you, you us thought it was gonna there. be restorative <laughs> <laughs> Well, of course, we're trying to restore you, ladies, but we need to pick up on a couple of interesting trends and yeah. uh, interesting conversations in yeah. the self-care space right yeah. now. Um, so I'm really excited for this particular episode. Yeah. But before we get into it, yeah, we got something else to get into. I know, that's right. That's a what well, I feel like one of those TikTok kids. <laughs> so young, so youthful. So youthful. So Gen Z. Although I was very distressed when my sisters pointed out that we are actually part of Gen Z. Yeah. Did you not know this? I thought I was a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> we are Gen Z babes, ninety seven baby, just the, at the beginning. Yeah, I was happy to be a ju- literally just at the beginning, yeah, the forefront. Yeah, yeah, there we go, forerunners. Uh, you know what? I think that's what's going to help me to <laughs> <laughs> overcome. <laughs> that's a great coping mechanism. <laughs> But before we get into it, we have a ding, ding, ding. Dilemma. Listen. What would you do if one day you did that ding, 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 and I didn't say dilemma? I just watched you. Have you ever heard? <laughs> you know that P. Diddy meme of no. him looking at like a contestant for oh, a show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's your cue. I'd be like, "That's your cue. But... Um, <laughs> Awesome. Hey, sisters. Hey, sis. Thank you so much for an amazing podcast, which brings me joy, wisdom, and light. How nice. I love that. That's our aim. Um, So me and my best friend for life have been best friends for the last 15 years. Wow. But my best friend is the most unreliable person on the planet. Yay. Not on the planet. (laughs) She said, search the earth. (laughs) <laughs> you will not find you one more find... unreliable <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh where are we yes um but my best friend is the most unreliable person on the planet she's missed many of my birthdays oh she is very much disorienting <laughs> is she okay 
It's been 15 years, child. She's tired. She's tired. She's very much disoriented and flaky in her own important life events Mm. and for other significant people in her life. Okay. So I've tried to lower my expectations of her, like preparing myself for her to not show up or waiting for her to arrange things. And though that has made some mild improvements to the situation, I still feel like we are very much on the same cycle. I have been unsure of my decision to cut ties as her flakiness Ooh. has been distressing me for years. Ooh. She says she wants to be my future maid of honor and godmom to my unborn child. Ooh. In my head, I'm thinking, if you can't show up for me, yeah. high chance you won't show up for them roles either. Yeah. Honey. Honey. <laughs> Exclamation mark. <laughs> I trust your advice will be super helpful. I hope you see this dilemma as I just don't know what to do for the my best. My God. Good P.S. Congratulations God. on the book deal. Thank Get you. it. And I know that's Champagne right. emoji. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> it's like when they're reading things to you, the automatic yeah. voice is reading things to you. Fire emoji. Fire, fire emoji. Fire. Um, firstly, this is very sad. Isn't it? This is very sad. Um, I question, though you have called her your BFFL, mm. Is that truly the role she occupies in your life right now? Because it's easy to just fall into, you know, that's my best friend for life, probably because of time or, you know, the transitions that you've seen in each other's lives. Maybe you've evolved from secondary school, Mm. university, having like big milestones. Mm. And now it's like, you're mainly my close, my friend out of history rather than present practice and and how you behave right now. I, I would first question that. Secondly, if this is an issue you've had for a long time, why have you let it fester for so long? Mm. Because now it's sounding like, personally for me to jump from best friends for life, like I consider that like what me and Renee have, right? To jump from there to, I'm going to cut you off is a big jump. Like that's more than just, I don't want you to talk to me anymore. That's a, I'm losing a huge part of my life Mm. and it's actually going to, heartbreak will ensue basically <laughs> that i personally think that that's the conclusion you never come yeah. to a to a decision like that lightly mm. so my question would then be how did you get here mm. i feel like it's more than just you don't show up but also unhad conversations or conversations that have not been had enough about how much her presence actually means to you because i think sometimes we assume because people bear these titles in our life yeah. best friend sister boyfriend whatever it may be that they understand what that truly means mm. and what that what the expectations are that come with that title but those expectations continually need to be expressed you're you may be doing a lot of self-regulating and you've described it in the de- dilemma right i have these unexpressed expecta- expectations which are not being met so instead of continuing or even mentioning my disappointment i'm just going to self-regulate by minimizing my expectations and and making and lessening them so the question is do you want her to be your friend or not because if you want her to be your friend and continue being your friend you have to express these expectations and i would like to think that when you have a sister when you have a best friend they are worth having that conversation with multiple times right now i'm not saying be a dead horse and keep expressing yourself but obviously you you want to notice change and you want to give enough time for that change and that evolution to happen but my big thing would be express your presence means a lot to me Mm. when you don't show up to the things that actually matter to me what you're telling me is, or what I'm feeling is, I'm unimportant, or this doesn't mean enough to you to change, or you don't respect my time, 
or whatever it may be. This is how I feel. Mm -hmm. And I need you to be upset that I feel that way and that you have made me feel that way. My, my hope would be because she is your friend and because she also has that relationship with you, that she would actually be grieved enough to change. If you haven't expressed this disappointment to her, but you sent us this dilemma, you haven't really got grounds right now to end your friendship because there hasn't been extended grace. Mm, You may be thinking, but it's been time. I've given it time for her to change. She may not have known that she needed to change, right? The second thing is, why is she missing out on all of these things? Is Mm. it something that you may need to grab more understanding of or is it something she needs to be called up on? For example, is her time management skills whack or does she have social anxiety those are two different motives for all reasonings behind why you do the same action you don't show up to things is it because you can't control your life well and you're constantly overwhelmed Mm. or is it because you're overwhelmed because you're anxious is is it something about us being in a formal setting or you coming to my birthday that makes you anxious are you dealing with something else that I can help you with as a sister as a friend Mm. but I actually need reasons I need reasons as to why you're behaving this way because our relationship cannot move forward until I get understanding of where it currently stands that's what I would say you need you need to have a hard conversation with her that lets her know we is hanging by a thread my next step (laughs) you ain't gonna be my friend you're talking about maid of honor I'm telling I'm telling you to to the left to get out the door. You might not even make it to the wedding. <laughs> Exit stage left. You might not even be invited. You might sit at the back. You talk about maid of honor. <laughs> Behind the security. 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but we need to understand how did we get here? And also what are you willing to do? And how can I help you even to change mm. so that we can progress in a positive direction, mm. right? Um, I think not everyone interprets the things that, we see the same as us. So for example, she may be thinking, I didn't go to your birthday, but your birthdays may not mean that much to her. Maybe to her showing up to your graduation or showing Mm -hmm. up to, you know, in the, in the times when you were anxious and she prayed for you, maybe that means more time. That's her definition of friendship than coming to your birthday celebration where you may be surrounded by loads of other people. Right. However, if to you, your birthday means the world, that birthday dinner is where you feel celebrated, where you feel like the closest people are, are there for you, where you feel like valued, right? Her absence means a whole much more. Mm. So I, th- a whole bunch more, sorry. So I think the importance is also um, communicating. This is the value I ascribe to these things, right? And because you aren't showing up, maybe because you don't value it as much as I do, it's not that I judge you for it, but I need you to understand what I'm interpreting it as because this is how I see life. This is how I see these events. This is how I see these actions. This is what I'm interpreting. It may not be your intention, but that's what I'm receiving and I can only deal with what I've received. Do you get what I mean? For sure. So that's what I would say. It's about sitting down and having a hard conversation. We can't tell you cut off your friend because we don't know the full circumstance. You need to get a bigger understanding of the full circumstance too. Mm. So sit down and let her know, put all your cards on the table. Don't be, I think with sisterhood, it's easy because we, and we're going to talk about this because we're in a self-love, self, whatever generation, it's easy to make plans by yourself about what you are going to do, thinking that everyone else is just collateral damage and an accessory to your plan, right? But when it comes down to sisterhood, what you do and what you're thinking is is going to affect her as greatly as it affects you. Mm. When it comes down to sisterhood, you need to consider your sister's input into your plans, Mm. right? And that's not saying 
allow somebody to control you or take away your say, but it's also to value their say, to value their side of the story as highly as you do your own, because both sides of the story is what's actually making up the truth. Don't just fall on, well, I've made this decision to cut you off and that's my decision. And because I love myself, I know my worth, I, 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 that's why I'm moving forward with this. But this isn't just an I decision. This is not a, a decision that just impacts you. And I think that's that's one of the things that sisterhood and once you enter into that next step and closeness of mm. intimacy, mm. that is more than just friend, more than just acquaintance does for you is it affords you the benefit of the doubt. It affords you the opportunity to say your side of the story because that side matters to your friend or to the person who you call sister. Sorry, I've rattled on for a long no, time. No, girl, that was good. That was meaty. Thank you. Hearty. <laughs> it was good. I tried to serve it, it up. Very ha- oh, girl, you've been serving. Sorry, guys. Just a quick ad break, I suppose, to acknowledge Miss Courtney's hair. If you are listening on Spotify or, you know, just... If you're listening to us on a platform that you don't have the privilege of seeing our wonderful faces, you are missing out. Head over to YouTube and just yeah. look at the flow. Mm, it's giving... Um, I could Michelle not Obama believe the best. Al Sharpton and <laughs> Not the bang. Not the flow. Yeah, man. The heartiness. I'm on a hair journey, girl. But anyway, wow. you got us. We That's not what this episode is about. Have you been arriving? Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, can you tell us national gas your uh, best friend? Guess, yeah, gas your best friend there. But yeah, no, I definitely agree with everything that you said. I literally, when I was reading over that dilemma, I was kind of like, mm, it's a, it's been a long time. Your friendship it has to be 15 years. It has to be. And for me, again, my frame of reference would be you and I. And I can't imagine like having spotted a symptom or an issue for mm-hmm. that long and not having like maybe said anything yeah. and perhaps you know we again we don't have the full story maybe you may have had sit down conversations yeah. with her but we don't know we're going off of the premise of this has not been expressed because in this particular um manner that the consequence would be you cutting yeah. off your friend like have you actually sat down and said hey look if you don't fix up you gotta get out <laughs> <laughs> like have you actually said that yeah. explicitly to her and i think you know um Many of us see endurance as a badge of honor, Mm. but endurance can only be celebrated when you endure in a thriving position. Like if you haven't implemented mechanisms that allow you to thrive, think of a marathon, for example. Mm. If you haven't implemented mechanisms to allow you to keep going in a thriving manner, then you're just dragging your injuries across the finish line Mm. and there's no point in doing that because at the end of the race there's only going to be resentment right there's only going to be pain there's only going to be deep set injuries and wounds that probably could have been fixed at a lot um earlier of a stage than now so for the sake of you know this friendship and trying to get to a healthy place Mm. before you make the decision to either continue or cut off, you need to make sure that you are exercising as many options and opportunities to allow this relationship to thrive before you go to an extreme. Mm. And I think that it's always important. And I feel like this is something that we often employ when we're thinking about romantic relationships, Mm. right? That endurance of like, uh, we're going to do everything that we can do to fix this. But then when it comes to a lot of our, you know, platonic relationships, yeah. it's a, I love what you were saying about self-love. It's a, I, 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 if you don't fit the bill, you got to go. Yeah. And relationships of all kinds do not fit. They, they just don't operate like that. Nope. So I think extending, as you said, extending that grace, having those conversations, the hard conversations where you actually say, look, mm. girl, you've been unreliable. Right. 
He's been unreliable. And I think also opening up the floor, as you were saying, to explore the reasons why she might have been unreliable, as well as understanding how you may have also enabled that mm. unreliability. Because I do think that there is something to be said about, you know, obviously you've been trying a little bit, as you said, to um, fix things by, you know, allowing her to plan things a little bit more or, you know, stepping back. But have you explicitly said to her, I would like you to do these things right. because I feel like this is an issue that we need to work yeah. on, an area that we need to work on. Spot on. Or have you been kind of like been on the sidelines like, let me test her and see. Yes. Because a lot of us do that, right? We're like, oh, oh I've been giving so much. I'm just going to test that yeah. person and withdraw without yeah. expressing. Because for all you know, that person might not actually know. At They're all. just like, um, at all. First, you've been acting this way. Now you're moving a bit shady. I don't really understand why. Yeah. And I think that's where communication is really important yeah. because some people actually do not know that they're doing wrong. As mm. crazy as it seems, some people actually don't know that they're doing wrong until yeah, you, tell, you them. tell them. And I'm definitely, I'm definitely one of those people who formerly, I was the woman of intuition. Mm. I was the, I'm upset. And if you know me and if you love me and if you've you known me for this, know. you should know when my eye twitches, that means I'm upset. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, I know like a hundred percent. It is like that. It's like, oh, you should know. When I refused that cookie, you should have known. I was depressed. Upset. <laughs> you should have known. 100%, 100%. You should have known that my dog died. Okay. <laughs> you should have known that my dog yeah, died. Because I did 100%. not have my extra scoop of ice cream. <laughs> That's what that means. Should have known I was heartbroken you when I put known. down that mac and cheese. <laughs> you should have known. We love mac and cheese in this house. We do. We do. Uh, um, so I think it's again understanding that communication is key. Mm. Understanding that you know, even at this stage where you know you've been um, friends for fifteen years, yeah. there is always learning to do. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we also get complacent insofar as I've known this person for this mm -hmm. long or we've been through it for this long. This should be the case. Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely. In fact, not. that's the biggest killer of relationships. Yep. The assumptions. assumptions that... Girl, can you tell we've been friends for this long? Um <laughs> But no, making assumptions about people at any stage of, and this is not to say that you should always, oh, have to st people <laughs> stay guessing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know, I can't yeah. predict how this person is going to behave. Um, it's understanding that over a long period of time, you can't make assumptions yeah. as to people's awareness, um, people's life stages, the yeah. things that they're going through um, and their level of understanding of yeah. you. Never assume, always as much as possible express right. because that means it absolves you of any kind of responsibility when they violate boundaries yeah. or they violate clear expressions of what you desire. Yeah. Make absolutely no mistake. You can't be absolved if you have not expressed. Mm, mm, so I mm. think get into the habit My of expressing, have a sit down. It might be one of those ones where, you know, you have to sis at oh, yeah. 3 p.m. on Friday. I need you to sit down because <laughs> we want to talk about some We've got to talk. Do you know what I mean? Bring in reinforcements. It might be one of those. Um, and also, you know, flagging those kind of behaviors. It's really awkward to flag behaviors to people. Yes. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah. And especially if you doubt that they have the emotional maturity to be able to deal with it. Precisely. But for the benefit of both of you, I think it, the next step is, it's not cutting off the sister. It's yeah. sitting down with the sister and saying, yeah. look, we got a problem yeah. and we got to fix it. I love that. It's so true because... When it comes down, to, I love what you were saying about like the whole marathon thing, because two things came to mind. Firstly, 
you've got to have check-in points. Like mm. what you were saying about the whole, you're running, you're running. You can continue running running with an injury or with an offense or with a burden, or you can have a check-in with your friend to say, okay, are we continuing how we started? Are we at optimal? Mm. How are we feeling? Have we picked up some cuts along the way? What's going on? Um, I also think the second thing is what you were saying about interpreting what people actually feel. Interpretation is is best done when you have knowledge already, right? I think back to English literature, which mm. we both suffered through. <laughs> you know, the whole thing of like, oh, and then she put on her red lipstick. Mm. That means nothing unless you have the knowledge already that red is associated with danger. Mm. You need to have a knowledge before you can make any kind of interpretation from a different situation. And if we assume that people should know us simply because they've known us for a long time, but you are, you are evolving. The person you are today is not the same person you were yesterday because outside of your friendship, you're impacted by so many different factors, right? You have other friends, you watch TV shows, you are listening to this amazing podcast that is telling you, you should glow and grow. And now you've decided I'm glowing and growing and your friend may not be there every step of your evolution and they may not be there for everything that is informing your evolution. Mm. And so if you don't, you know, give them a frame of reference that says, this is how I've changed. This is what my expectations are. I've been exposed to new knowledge or I've been through X, Y, Z. This is who I am now. They're not going to know, right? They're going to be basing basing their actions towards you based off of the old you. And you may be thinking, well, they should be able to perceive the change. But again, interpretation is based off of knowledge, right? If I give you knowledge and I arm you with the ability to Mm. actually work with me because you know me, you know how I'm flowing, right? A lot of us want this to be a guessing game as a proof of, well, how close are you really to me? How well do you really know me? How much has destiny really brought us together? It's not about destiny anymore. It's actually about the work. We've been sisters for life since the womb. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Love to see it. Great. (laughs) Great stuff. But now past the point of destiny, there is a devotion that Mm. needs to happen. And devotion takes work. Devotion takes a lot of work. Oh, devotion takes a lot of work it takes a lot of dedicated time it takes dedication right the third thing that you said so perfectly which was about when we're saying you should give her grace right I think it's easy for people to misinterpret that because I think grace has often been painted as passive acceptance Mm. called forgiveness Mm -hmm. do you get what I mean people will say you're forgiven but what they're doing is passive acceptance one thing that as Christians we're Christians one thing our faith highlights to us is the correct response to grace is repentance you actually have to change yeah or you have to show that you are changing Mm. there is infinite amount of there is an infinite amount of grace for your attempts to change. But as soon as you start deciding that you will not change anymore and you will not come back to the right alignment to how you should be behaving and how what your words are saying and what you profess to believe and all of that, as soon as you stop changing and you're dedicated to not changing, it's not that grace has ended. I don't need to extend you grace because you don't need, you have, you're not repenting. Yeah. You're not changing. You're not turning stuck around from this. Right? You're stuck. That's stuck once you, and, and literally repenting means like to completely turn like in the opposite direction, right? If you've decided that you're stuck in this way, that way leads to a different path. Mm. And on that path, I'm not there. 
I'm not your friend. You can't find On me. On this line of the story, you can't find me, right? But that's the decision. You're deciding to walk down that path and you're dedicated mm. to that. I will let you go. But if you decide that you're going to keep trying to turn, I can give you grace for that. I can give you the opportunity to change mm. all the time. I'm open to giving you the opportunity to change. Now, those opportunities will come with you having to regain my trust, prove that you are worth crossing certain boundaries again. Do you get what I mean? That there are conditions to this sometimes. However, you will always have grace. That grace, there's no conditions to that. I will always give you an opportunity to change. That's what I'd say. So Ooh. don't don't misinterpret it in the sense that we're saying don't have personal boundaries and don't have, you know, uh, consequences for if your expectations are not met. But have grace, please. <laughs> have grace. Yeah. Well, sis, we're wishing you all the best with we that. We indeed. really do. Look, we are proponents of long the long life and longevity of wonderful sisters. Yeah. And we want you to thrive and we want your, your friend to thrive too, because it might be something, as you said, it's affecting other significant relationships. Yeah. So it's actually really important for you to flag this yeah. to her so that she can make changes in those areas. Yeah. But wishing you all the best, sis, and keep us yeah. updated, please. Have yes, the hard please. conversations and we are supporting you. But at the same time, girl, we won't hold you to account. Yeah. Write it down. But I think that was actually a great, segue or rather opener into mm. today's conversation all right which is all about self-care self-destruction oh. <laughs> and self-delusion and the reason that i thought that this would be an interesting thing to delve into particularly now where you know what a the second quarter um in into the new year yeah and we've been hit by hit After by hit, hit by hit of things just cascading mm. upon our head tops. Yep. And I've definitely been seeing the rise of, you know, self-care content, yeah. self-care like articles and well-being. Mm. And it's a space that both of us actually operate in so yeah. far as a lot of the content we create around self-love and self-care and well-being and happiness. However, to every good thing has a dark side. Oh, come on. To every side is a moon. Oh, wow. To every day. There is a night. Poetry. Poetry. This is great stuff. Wow. To my sisters in cinema space. That sounded like a serious trailer. Wow. To every day there is a night. Did you did y'all hear that? To every side there is a moon. But you what know, will she Usher, do have you heard the um Usher song? Um Confessions, the prelude yeah. to it. <laughs> um, when he's having the conversation <laughs> on the phone. Oh <laughs> it's giving those vibes. But also he Are says something sure? like there's three sides to every story. Yes. There's her side, yep. there's his side, and then there's, there's the, the truth. truth. Dun, dun, dun. And in the spirit of that, yeah. I wanted to ask you, what Ew. are your thoughts on self-care in this particular mm. era of life yeah. right now? Yeah. And how realistic yeah. are our perceptions of self-care mm. right now like how realistic is yeah. self-care the answer to the problems that we're facing on a day-to-day -day basis right so i'm going to come in and say like you said we are you know advocates for self-care and making sure that you're okay and self-love and all of that but i think oh, i think the place that we've we're getting to as a generation sometimes especially with a lot of this 
I always say it's self-centered content, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not using the, the world's word self-centered in a negative sense. I'm saying it's self-centered in the sense that it puts you at the center of any, everything. Mm. We're talking about main character energy. We're talking about personal development. We're talking about even self-actualization and healing. It's, it comes uh, um, down to a lot of the time yeah. yourself. Yeah. You are working on yourself. You are the benefactor of that work. Um, and everything around you is an accessory to you, right? And I don't necessarily think that is bad if it also helps you to realize the weight of your your responsibility, your need to take accountability for the things mm. in your life and the way that they change or the way that they don't. But also I think it becomes self-centered in the negative self or self-indulgent rather mm. when we act as though we are the only people that matter, that our self-care is the fix to everything, that we as ourselves can fix everything and everyone. And also when we don't take into account our need to also care for other people because mm. self-care can become very self-centered when it doesn't empower you to actually take care of other people mm, right and I learned that from you actually because I remember we had an Instagram live before we ever had a podcast our first and only Instagram live we've done together <laughs> um, <laughs> where we were talking about I asked you that question which is how do you actually balance the whole self-love thing and the ability to serve community well and you said self-love is there so you can get full so that you can pour out right it's everything that I do for self-love everything that I do for self-care is with the mindset Mm. that I can pour out now Mm. for some of you pouring out as some of the comments have made clear does it's not a a philosophy you agree with that's fine yeah that's all right some of you think it's communism okay (laughs) but in this sisterhood we live a life poured out we live a life where we 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 encourage people we serve people we love people we give we <laughs> community okay community <laughs> community so not community <laughs> because no wow it sounds like a political campaign you know what I, mean? I never thought listen one thing that i've learned in life so far is things don't surprise me anymore <laughs> because the things, some of some of the comments, and like we said in previous <sighs> podcast episodes, these things don't really phase us. And we've listened to a lot of, um, or rather, we've seen a lot of comments, and yeah. some of them, well, majority of them are positive. Yeah, There's a yeah. few that are a bit uh, scatty. Um, <laughs> look, what we're doing, we understand that what we're doing here is relatively radical in the sense that we are trying to bring back because community isn't a new idea, and community no. is something that has, you know, existed pre-West, pre, you know, this century and all that kind of stuff. We lived in ethnic enclaves. We lived in smaller communities. We lived in um, decentralized polities, all that kind of stuff. Just, you know, there's a couple of books and reading and all that kind of jazz and a couple of, you know, PBS uh, (laughs) history documentaries (laughs) that you can listen to and get a feel for that and whatnot. Um, But what's very radical about what we're doing is the fact that we are pushing a notion of awareness around being collectively minded and we don't mean this in the sense of down with the authorities and down with the institutions and all that kind of stuff although we hold these things in contempt in the sense of we can criticize these things what we're merely saying as Courtney put quite simply is we care about people we care about people we care about people and 
And it's not to say that you as an individual are not important and you shouldn't have your individual mind. You can listen to all our episodes. We advocate for those things. Like you said, we we talk a lot about self-care, self-love, self-development, right? But the issue is when it ends at self, mm. that's where I take issue, right? Yeah. Because it then becomes self-indulgence. It then becomes lack of accountability. It then becomes a lack of self-awareness. Even ironically, <laughs> this whole self-development thing can lead to you being lacking self-awareness you are so indulgent in this idea that you can be patient with yourself you should be so kind to yourself to the point where you do not challenge yourself to evolve to the point where you also do not let anybody else challenge you to evolve Mm. not because you are sensitive or anything like that but because you can do bad all by yourself you can you can check yourself. You've done all the self-development stuff. Yeah. Okay, but you need community around you. And it's mm. a fundamental of what we always say. You actually cannot do life alone. And that's why listening to this podcast alone ain't really what we recommend either. You know, you can listen to us. You can you should listen to other people, but also you should go and find people in your real life who you can have these kinds of conversations with that are more unique to you. Mm. Um, but in terms of where we what was the original question? <laughs> You know me, I stay, I don't even know how we I got traveled, a degree. We traveled, we traveled, we traveled. We entered a rabbit hole. I don't, that L, we don't I give don't, a damn. I don't know who she we is. We just got points and a whole bunch of explanation. <laughs> we had to travel though. We, we had to travel. Yeah. Um. Well, essentially the conversation was all around like, how useful is this whole mission yeah, of yeah. self-care? Sorry, yeah. I think it's useful because... I think when you're in a in a time where you know you have to combat certain things, toxic hustle culture, struggle, love, um, all these other oh, things, honey. violent violence, mm-hmm. violence, full stop, yeah. in whatever context or uh, violence and empty space, put wherever you want there. <laughs> um, whether it be political violence, um, social inequalities, um, domestic abuse, like you're mm. you're you're in a generation where there is a lot of things that can actually weigh you down and and beats the hope and the life out of you. Do you get what I mean? And so I think encouraging people to be their own, to find their own encouragement from within and also to afford themselves the tenderness and the care and the love that society often can deny them Mm. is not a bad thing. I actually think it's very important. Where I'm saying it goes badly is when you get to a point, and I don't think you can self-love yourself too much, but I do think you can be it can start to fuel arrogance. It can start to fuel individualism. It can start to fuel a mindset that says everything else is a threat and only I can preserve and only I can build what it is that I am building, whether it be your career, your business, your home, your life. Mm. It's I can do everything by myself because I am enough, right? And there are two ways to see that. I am enough as in I am worthy of everything that I have and I am enough as in I don't need anything else ex- outside of me. Yeah. I agree. I disagree with the latter. I don't think we don't need anything else outside of us. I mm-hmm. think we've been blessed with friends, challenges even mm-hmm. that help shape who we are as people and the self-love movement or this can easily become self-indulgence when we do not allow ourselves to be challenged we do not allow ourselves to see beauty in those challenges and also we don't allow ourselves to be corrected or to identify that there are things wrong with us and that's not to say to become self-critical but it is to say that self-love is not blind acceptance of yourself or you know a passivity to your need to change 
it really comes it's like a, a not a double-edged sword it's a it's a coin with two faces mm. right you can't have one without the other the full story is self-love and self-development or self uh care comes also with the fact that I need to identify the parts of me that are a danger to myself as well. Mm. I need to identify the parts of me that are not helpful. But also I need to encourage myself in the parts of me that are. I need to also take care of myself in a world that doesn't take care of me. But the way that I can identify the things that are wrong or the things that are dangerous or the things that need to be worked on Mm. is by surrounding myself with other people because I have to accept that on my own, I cannot fix this. Whether that is a dependence on knowledge, a dependence on network or an invitation to friends, sisters and people that says, help me, right? Self-care for me, a huge part of it is saying, help me, Mm. inviting people in, to realize that I, me saying all these affirmations, I am enough, I am worthy, I am beautiful, I am X, Y, Z, doesn't change the fact that there are some situations in my life and consequences of what I do, which prove to me I am none of those things mm. because I've messed up. If we're going to keep it a buck, right? If you're going to put yourself at the center of everything, what happens when you fail? If you are the source yeah. of everything, what oh. happens when you do wrong? It's, teeth are tight. it's very tight. And that's my my gripe a lot of the times with this self-centered era do you know what i mean like you can heal yourself you can work on yourself enough to get perfect Mm. my personal belief is you have to give yourself room to fail because nobody is perfect including you yeah so if you fail yourself if you fail other people Mm. if the thing that you do fails where are you gonna go if you are the source of everything And we can tell ourselves, well, that's when the self-development comes in. But even the self-development can't happen in isolation because you failed because you didn't know. So who's going to provide you with the knowledge? Someone else. Something else. (laughs) Not you. Not you. You know? And so I think embracing self-care and comes with a level of humility to it that says, don't indulge Mm. and don't become delusional. Right? you need other people around you still. You also need to be able to have hard conversations with yourself. There needs to be a level of personal responsibility and accountability. Um, And you need to realize that not everything is about you. Mm. Sorry, the point that I was making before we we talked about the communism thing was in terms of living a life poured out, I think we become self-indulgent when we do all of this pouring into ourselves, pouring into ourselves, pouring into ourselves, pouring into ourselves. What for? Yeah, there's no purpose or direction to the... And, you know, sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean that... I think it's important to make the distinction between, like, actually resting and self-care. Because I do think that in terms of, like, indulgence and stuff, sometimes it's nice to indulge in yourself. Oh, 100%. But if you're doing it all the time... That's where the issue is. Consistently, all the time, consistently, to what end? Yeah, and if it's overindulgence, yeah. like when it becomes something that is self-gratification at the detriment of your capacity exactly. to serve. Exactly. That's what we yeah. yeah. Or yeah. even at the detriment of your capacity to thrive. Yeah. Because you'll be indulging and doing all of these things, but you're not being honest about the fact that you're indulging because you're actually procrastinating. Or you're indulging so much because you have a self-control issue. Oh, wow. Do you get what I mean? Or you're indulging so much because you have no financial responsibility or knowledge or ability to manage what you have. 
or you're indulging because it's a distraction from your problems. Many of us are, uh, listen, sometimes we indulge in self-care as a distraction Mm -hmm. from our problems. Mm -hmm. So as much as like, you know, the chocolates are nice, the wine is nice, the the, baths are nice. The baths, the face masks are great. And the personal development books are great. You must always understand that you can't simply kick the ice under the fridge. There's going to be water and you better clean it up before it melts, melts, because that's going to make a big ass mess. That's how you get electrocuted. (laughs) (laughs) All that water. All that water. And I think it's very important to not see self-care as a distraction or something to like, I think many of us are in danger of seeing self-care as an escapism from life. Yeah. And I hear it. I actually understand it because life is depressing. It is like if you are to look at it through the lens of what the world is giving out right now, the world is giving depressing. But it still needs to be faced. It still needs to be faced. And if your healthcare is, no, if your self-care is powering distraction as opposed to powering resolution, you are not going to feel as though you've been rejuvenated. You're going to resent the fact that you have to return to real life. And then you're going to run away even more by more self-care things. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, a, it's a horrible cycle. And another thing that people can do in the name of self-care is you're fueling an addiction continually, continually in the name of self-gratification, self-care, giving myself what I need, self-love, escapism. Mm. You're addicted, mm. right? And if we don't get to the roots of these issues, but we call them these things which are actually important, yeah. like it's my self-love, it's my self-care, what we allow ourselves to do is we allow our motives to go unchecked, both by us and mm. both and by other people, right? Self-love can have you crossing your own standards if it goes unchecked and you mm. fall into that self-indulgence, right? Yeah. No, I love that. I certainly love that. And what I actually want to do with this um, next piece is to go on to the flip side of the conversation. Yes. What are the negatives of not embracing Mm. forms of self-care? Because I think there's something to be said about, you know, the overindulgence. But then on the flip side, many of us are overindulging in the sense of we want to be the hard-nosed hustle culture right, proponent. Right, right. We want to be, and especially as women, <laughs> many of there. us are coming from backgrounds whereby we've been taught to care for everything else and everybody else except for, except for ourselves. Been we've no been self. taught to wage war on behalf of other people. We've been taught to cultivate all of our nurture capacity and nurture building for other people, yeah. whether it be our unborn child that we may or may not have or even desire but society tells us we have to prepare ourselves to be a mother it may be our partner who we may or may not desire but society has told us we need to be nurturing and caring for a partner it may be a family it may be whatever it is but for a lot of women the reality is we've been taught that we need to care for everything else apart from us to the point where even when we are trying to disestablish these thoughts in Mm. our our minds we still can't commit to caring for ourselves. So how do we navigate that reality? Mm. Like, why is it important for women, especially women like us, to actually have time to take care of ourselves? Oh, firstly, burnout. Mm. And not just burnout from work, but burnout 
out full stop yeah, like you are down I, and out you are out finished. the game you are burnt to a crisp mm. like you're exhausted you're t- and an ex- exhaustion that a sleep or a nap cannot fix it's <laughs> no 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 and i'm i'm being so it's that tiredness that even your soul is right. tired you wake up and you're like you're, i should have i should have woken up back to sleep. and that's actually when and i'm i'm not <laughs> saying this like, this is when you lose the will to live yeah it is, it is. right and you're actually you're you're going off of routine going through the motions you're going through the motions you're going off of well people have placed a demand on me i don't want to let them down but you've let you down Mm. right you let you down with every choice that you're making from this point onwards right and everybody else's joy becomes your consolation prize well at least my kids are happy at least my partner is happy. Yep. At least my parents oh, are happy. Honey. But are you happy? Mm. That's the prize we're striving for, right? Are you fulfilled? Are you in purpose? Mm. Are you walking according to the vision that you have for yourself? Are you getting closer to what you need? How are you, right? And a lot of us can't aren't, aren't allowed the privilege of even thinking about ourselves because of all the things that you have described. So I think the first thing is avoiding that burnout. And burnout really does suck the life out of you. It sucks the hope out of you. It takes away your vibrance. And I think self-care is where you get that replenishment. Mm. It's when you get that place of, okay, I've given, Or even if you haven't given, life has sucked the life out of me. Situation, my job, Mm. the economy, the politics of it all, my social standing, the fact that I stand at this intersection of multiple identities that the world does not like, that systems are rigged against. That's exhausting. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Self-care is when I go into my own arsenal and i equip myself and i i get replenished and i remind myself that all of that stuff is a lie all of that stuff is broken Mm. right i need to be okay that's where i go to find my okay that's where i go to find my peace that's where i and a lot of us because we don't have those places right we go to other things searching for them and that's the danger of not having self-love and self-care is you go and look for care and love in other places and sometimes those that search takes you down some very bad and crooked alleys called relationships called Mm. friendships called eating disorders called addictions called pornography called all these things because you weren't looking inward. You weren't cultivating them inwardly, right? And cultivating it inwardly takes time. It really does take time, mm. but it's a journey worth embarking on, I would say. But I really want to hear what you have to say because I feel like I've talked way too much. No, I literally love everything that you were saying. I think you were bang on the money, mm. spot on the buck. Um, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> Oh, guys, I am coming out with all the poetry. You really there. are. You I think really I was are. meant to be a poet and not a rapper. I don't know why they don't quite translate for some reason. Because you would think being a good poet means that you'd be a great rapper. But mm. alas, but maybe I, I, the... I guess rap is about like performance. Yeah. Yeah. I did drama. No, I think you're great at both. I rap it. I've already expressed my... <laughs> <laughs> my feelings i'm not gonna support your rap career <laughs> but i think if you were to go into spoken word you'd be amazing i think that's a happy i medium think that's a happy medium i agree do you know what's funny? Or like script writing <laughs> i think you're the best at that 
Okay, guys, like when we come up with like films, because oh, right. I don't pay attention to the when. All right, yeah, you, you produce. How about we do that? Yeah, how about we do that? Um, what was the question again? No, I'm kidding. I don't so, know. I know what it was. I know what it was. Okay, you good, know what's even funny about what you just said? Actually, like my brother listened to that episode where I was doing a little demo rap. Oh for yeah, them, yeah. And he was like, Renee, <laughs> I say this as your brother. <laughs> don't do that again. You are not MC nothing. <laughs> okay, I let you go on text. He was like MC Renee. Yeah, I was like, oh god, embarrassing. Fine, but someone under my vlog, someone said that your bars were good. I think they were just trying to encourage you. God I think will it's bless what, you. It's like what they say to church children. Look oh, that here, was look here. You know, the thing about the truth is, not many people can swallow it. Yeah, or see it. Mm. They can't see it. You, what were we just talking about, Usher? There's three sides to every story. But I think the truth in this case <laughs> is the one we see. You see, guys, this see. is a microcosm of That's the hard conversations that she said, I'm delusional. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I'm delusional. I can't have Look. you. Like, one thing I've always wondered is yeah. how people who can't sing, how they end up on X Factor. And it's because friends are enablers. <laughs> How can your friend be standing <laughs> with Anta Deck watching and you? And be like this. Oh, she's coming Could on you now. Oh, yeah, I hope so that she excited. doesn't get too nervous. You know for damn well it's not the nerves <laughs> that she should be afraid of. She can't sing or he can't sing. No, but you know, sometimes, have you ever felt it? You know, when you love someone, mm. everything they do is just spectacular. Never. But then the moment you fall out of love with them or the moment then you like, can see it. But surely you can hear. No, but sometimes love is a hell of a drug. That's why I don't get high. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, listen, sisters, you guys got a comment on this one. You know, when you're infatuated with somebody. Yeah. Like proper, like everything they do, you're like, oh my but God. But this is a friend. And then after, yeah, but you can have that with friends too. I disagree. <laughs> I can only have that with someone who is having good sex with me. I am screaming. I hear Od it. Honest to God. I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> good downstairs. That, good that's deep. when you can get the delusions. That's that's when you can get me that's delusional. What, that's why they be talking about them soul ties. <laughs> it's not soul tie. It's delusions. Delusions, delusions. of grandiose Damn, baby, capacities. You do, like you do everything. Well, that man will slip and fall. He will show bum crack and everything. <laughs> but if he smells everything, don't no, pay no bills. Ones, no, the smell one though. I don't care how good. First Bad of all, breath. if you smell, you. But can't. you said love is a hell of a drug, nah, man. That's when it penetrates. <laughs> you can't. You cannot come within any. <laughs> Penetrable. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely. Anyways, not. coming back to the uh, self love conversation because <laughs> uh, don't kill me. Um, but no, coming back to what you were saying about you know self care and like the importance of like ensuring that you can create a place where you can have peace yeah. outside of everything else, not necessarily to escape, but yeah. more so. I think the word is fortification. Mm. It's like, how can I build myself up to be robust enough to not just face the life I'm leading now, right. but to build a life that I actually want to wake up and Excellent. face? Because I think the problem with a lot of our attitudes towards self-care is I'm going to step aside so I can drink up and fill up my well and then, yeah. you know, just carry on existing. Yeah. Whereas I think self-care should be a transformative space. It should be a place where, and this is not to put pressure in so far as you have to be reading all of these self-development books constantly and you have to be work. constantly doing work in the place of self-care. Self-care can be restorative and rejuvenating as well. And it's fine. Again, face masks. I love a good face mask yeah. and I love a good, you know, glass of rosé, yeah. watching Netflix with my friends and stuff like that. 
Self-care really does need to be a space that can allow you to transform through whatever avenue you choose in that space to allow you to transform your life and transform other people's lives. So I think, especially as women, like it just frustrates me so much that we are taught to be lost Mm. all the time. Mm. And I think self-care is an opportunity for you to unlearn that and teach yourself to put yourself first. And this is not for you to like glorify yourself, but this is to understand that in order for you to learn to love people effectively, yeah. you must learn to love the first thing you've been given, which yeah. is you. Yes. Oh, that's very good. We think that we're given our gifts or our talents. We think that we're given, um, you know, other people. We yeah. think that we're given lots of external stuff. Yeah. But the first thing that you enter this world with is yourself. You. You look in the mirror, it's you. Yeah. The thing you've got to get rid of is you. Yeah. And... um. Whether you like it or not, if you go to sleep, you're dreaming about yourself. You're looking out of your <laughs> eyes, you know? You yeah. wake up, yeah. you have to look out In of your eyes. In those silent moments, The one just thing that you have to endure, the one thing that stays constant throughout your entire life is you. Yeah, excellent. I think it's scandalous. Scandalous. To center everyone else. To center everyone yeah. else. So it's about finding that balance between, obviously I'm serving communities, serving other people, serving um, things around me. Yeah but I need to know how to do that through serving myself too. Mm. Like Mm. I do need to know, I need to, and I think self-care when you get it right, allows you to teach other people how How to to love love you. you. 100%. Because as you were saying, so many of us are looking for love and looking for, we're going down, I love. (laughs) I love. (laughs) (laughs) I love the analogy. Oh, you're annoying. (laughs) (laughs) That analogy you used <laughs> blew my mind, baby. I felt like I was getting a blowout. I said, who child? <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> me too, man. Oh nah, that killed me. Um, that really, damn, you left no crumbs. You ate, <laughs> vacuumed. Um, you see why I can't, love, <laughs> I can't lack self-confidence? <laughs> it's my friend. <laughs> the analogy that you used about us going down these bad, crooked alleys mm. is so perfect. Mm. Because how difficult is it to now navigate your way out of these things once you're there? You're Have you ever been, you know when you go down a dark alley where you can't see anything and you don't know how to get back to where you were yeah your navigation is off and so many of us are travailing down these bad crooked alleyways trying to find something but we don't even know exactly what it is that we're trying to find we kind of feel it but we can't articulate it we can't put words to it we can't say this is what i need or this is we can only say i want this but we can't say what we need yes and it's like there's a difference between say I want gratification and I need self-respect. Yeah. There's a difference between the two. There's a difference between, you know, um, going after something that you think you desire and actually understanding what it is that will allow you to be transformed. Amazing. So I think that self-care is really an opportunity for you to cultivate how to care for yourself properly mm. and cultivate what res- respect looks mm. like for you and cultivate boundaries for yourself such that you can be able to educate people to do that for you and with you effectively yeah because and that thing of what you said knowing what you're looking for Mm. right a lot of us are going down these for the sake of carrying the analogy on going down these dark alleys like you said not knowing what we are looking for Mm. but we keep looking 
right? We're still searching. We're still searching with the hopes that once we're presented with it, we'll have this natural knowing that this is it, but you actually never come across, you never Mm. come across it. You need to have a good understanding of what love looks like. You need to have a good understanding of what respect looks like. You also need to know, and we say this all the time, you also need to know what it takes to give that Mm. so that you have an appreciation for it when you also find it somewhere else. Yes. Oh, you know, so if, if you don't know what you're looking for, you're just going to keep looking. That's it. Right. The other thing that this analogy works great with is what you were saying. You go down this dark alleyway of searching for love or searching for self-acceptance, right? Somewhere else mm. because of hope. What hurts and stops you from getting back out of it is fear, mm. right? Once you go down a dark alleyway, a lot of the times, the reason why you don't come back is you just know what you went through. The amount of how scary it was, what you may have seen. Dark alleyways ain't filled with good things, right? Oh, baby. You may have seen a dead body here. Somebody <laughs> may have tried to rob you there. Somebody tried to punch you. Somebody successfully punched you. Let's keep it real. Someone successfully hurt you. <laughs> no, no. But let's keep it a buck here. Keep my wife's name. <laughs> oh, I forgot. So yeah, I didn't realize. I didn't realize. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Somebody has slapped you. Somebody slapped you, right? Or so- you were hurt. <laughs> Such an unserious person. You were hurt, Word right? To Mr. Rock. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, not Dwayne. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could never have been Dwayne. The Rock. The Rock. Oh, dear. You would have hurt yourself trying to hit that man. Ha. I'm telling you. His arm would have... On the rebound. Broken. But yeah, you go down... You've been through things, right? You you went searching for something pure. You went searching for something good, mm. right? And it's not to say you can't find these things in yeah. other places. What is important to know is you've gone that with hope you've gone that with you've gone down there with the longing and because you have a longing for it so much something which you do not yet have within yourself Mm. and you cannot survive without whether it be love acceptance confidence whatever it is you're going to keep searching so you're going to go and further and further and further down that road or that down that dark alley Mm. of unknown searching for something which you you really do need right but what's going to stop you from getting out of something that is toxic, even though you're still searching for something in it, is knowing that you're too scared to actually come out because you know what happened on the way in, mm. right? You know that if I get into another relationship, it's then going to be filled with a lot more vulnerability. And that last vulnerability I had, the, and the vulnerability I had in the last relationship was abused. So I'm gonna just stay here because at least this is the abuse that I know not familiar violence this is familiar to me right fear will stop you from getting out of what you need because or or what you need to get out of especially if you feel like i don't yet possess what i came in here Mm, to get mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right but you're never really gonna find it anywhere else you don't find self-love in anything else Mm. you really don't and self-love is actually really important it's really important. It sets the the standards and the parameters yeah. and it helps you know. And it's not to say that you, you're the cap, right? The way I love myself is the cap. No, other p- people can come into your life and we've been blessed to have people who have come into our lives and seen us better than we've seen ourselves. Mm. 
you know, and seeing something in us that we couldn't see, right? There is a love that can surpass yours that enters into your life. For sure. However, if you don't have any understanding of what love is, you're going to mistake everything and anything for it. And you're going to allow people to dictate to you what love should look like to you. I know that's right. That's why many of us are still in circles of abuse, circles of manipulation. And it's being called what it is not. Because we don't have it. If I have, if I have something, if I know something, you can't tell me what it is. I know it. You can't tell me what this means. You can't give me a red sauce and tell me that's mustard. I've had mustard before. <laughs> don't taste like that. <laughs> don't taste like that. Don't look like that. Can't be giving I don't me recognize sauce. that, right? And this is why I we're big advocates for community because when you don't have it, other people can be it for you. Other However, verified sources. Exactly. However, there still needs to be a process of verification. Yes. How do you know? How do you know? Why, how, who, who told you? Mm. and who taught you Mm. because even when i think of i think the the easiest way to like articulate this is in romantic relationships right when we get into relationships with folks that are a little bit you know shoddy or you know broken down the way or whatever phrase you want to use a little bit off kilter askew 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 have you ever met someone that's just askew (laughs) they're just leaning (laughs) in everything they do something's not quite not quite right those kind of people that are just what is it is it helter helter, helter skelter? skelter that's the word that's yeah, what i was looking I for originally those people that are just a bit wayward yeah. as you can see there's a lot of like synonyms for this <laughs> lots of popular phrases to describe these uh i don't want to say crazy folks because that is um unfortunate yeah um very much so but there's a lot of helter skelter folks who sometimes the question isn't just about like allowing them to about checking whether you know what they say is true about a particular topic or checking to see if their articulation of love is correct it's Mm. also about understanding who's governing them Mm. because no man is an island as much as people will try and you know those really toxic people that are like you know it's us against the world who taught them that where did they learn that from sometimes you actually need to trace back or what the was that origin reaction to? Precisely. You need to trace back the origins of people's reactions so as well good. as their articulations to understand what informed this. That's so good. And why? Why? Because it's so, so easy, especially if you're the kind of person who you may not have a community or you may, it may take some time for you to build mm. up, you know, people that you can trust and love or, you know, not a lot of people, not everybody is blessed with having people ready on the go yeah. to demonstrate to them particular forms of love or yeah. demonstrate to them particular forms of goodness. So if you're still in the process of trying to build out that community for yourself, when you come across somebody or someone that is helter skelter askew or just behaving in a way that's a little bit mm, off or you're trying to understand whether their love is healthy, Mm. question the roots. Mm -hmm. Go back to the roots. Where did this start? Ask them about their childhood. Ask them about their friends. Ask Ask them about their current experiences and the things that are outside of this relationship which shape who they are. Where did it come from? If you want to know a fruit, if you want to determine the goodness of a fruit ask where it came from where did this where come, did from? come from and you know why i love you because that's literally what was in my mind that was in my really? mind this idea of a fruit or a tree that's growing near toxic toxic water mm. just because something looks good and this is this even goes down to the self-care conversation right and what we were just saying about things coming from having to investigate the source because 
even though it looks good, even though the bubble bath is good, and even though it works and it has nourished someone else, where is yours growing from, Mm. right? If I get a tomato from the vineyards of Italy, organic, sun beating on it. Non-GMO. (laughs) Non-GMO, yeah? That is going to taste great. But then there are also genetically modified tomatoes grown only God knows where, which also taste great because they have been made. Oh, but do you get what I mean? Because they have been made, Mm. Mm man-made to Mm -hmm. be everything that I need. However, what if I'm told that this tomato that looks really good was grown near a toxic waste power plant? It's not really about the roots. It's not really about the tree. It's not even about the seed. It's about the water. What nurtured this? Mm. What grew this? Because a lot of us have good seed Mm. and the seed still grows, but it was nurtured by something bad. That's so good. It was nurtured by the wrong environment. And you would think, but how can something grow if the nurturing has been toxic, mm. because there is still some life and some energy in toxic things. Wow. So that podcast that you're listening to, that, that those group of friends that one. you said, not this <clears throat> one, those, that group of friends that you have, they're nurturing the seeds mm. from your childhood. Mm, 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 they're mm. nurturing the seeds of knowledge that you have from somewhere mm. else. But if what they are giving you is both nurturing, but it is mixed with toxicity, it's still going to poison someone who eats it. Wow. Even though it looks good, even though it sounds good, and even it, though it, it makes it look like you are thriving because you've developed these walls or you've developed this way of mm. thinking, which allows you to um, pacify what you've actually been through. It helps you to avoid going to therapy it avoid it helps you to avoid getting any community and accountability around you and mm. still be able to function mm. it's still going to poison somebody else whoever consumes it i'm gonna take the bubble bath right but like we were saying if that bubble bath is to help you cover up the fact that your exhaustion and your lack of mental peace is because you have not forgiven your mother the bath don't mean nothing (laughs) just because someone put on their instagram post you know i don't know going on this holiday to somewhere or buying this bag Mm. reminded me of the fact that or or helped me in some way that's a good cure for them but that was a cure for their specific sickness if you don't know your sickness there's no, there's no remedy. Bruh. You can experiment all you want. You're either going to cause more harm. You're going to lead yourself down a bad, bad route, especially if the remedy looks at first like it's working. Yes. Oh. You know what I've loved about you? What you've said is you've literally like led into one of the final points that I wanted to make around mm. The aesthetics or the yes. imagery around self-care, right? Oh, and the, you know us women are plagued with it, sis. Plagued. We are troubled. You know, <laughs> back in like old English Oppressed times, even, back in the 1500s, you, you know, I'm thinking Wuthering Heights, uh, 1800s, 1900s, back in the day. Yeah. We are burdened. <laughs> plagued with aesthetics. Plagued oh. with the curse of looks. <laughs> Everything has to be about what it looks it's like. the aesthetic. The aesthetics. But I think you made such a beautiful point about things are not as they seem. 
And not every remedy you see is for your specific sickness. And I think the problem, look, I love a good self-care post love I love creating them, in fact. I'm love like, yes, it. it's giving, love you know, it. well-being, it's 100%. giving happiness, it's giving rejuvenation, it's giving now, that somebody. woman energy. Yes. You know what I'm saying? However, sometimes, like most things in life, we need to be very critical about the dosage. Mm. Because even good things that are meant to cure can kill if you get the dosage wrong. There are some things that we are viewing and taking in and consuming on social media, um, in life in general. We can even be, you know, impacted by our friends who can yeah. say, this is what worked for, for me. me. What are your thoughts on some of the dangers around the control copy paste era mm. of the self-care aesthetic mm. generation control v, control v. that's right mm, bam. paste what are the dangers of seeing consuming engaging in self-care you know conversations both offline but mostly online yeah. and trying to slap it on to some of the wounds that you've been dealing yeah. with in real life yeah so number one a lot of self-care, self-care content, self-care things is driven by consumerism and capitalism. Let's start there. A bubble bath is not the solution to all your problems. It is not, no. It's it's not. Buying that dress is not going to fix your self-esteem. Okay, let's keep it real. It won't bring your man back. It's It won't. I know you don't come here for abuse, but I've, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying with her. I'm trying to get her to keep, like, she, just she, to relax she, a bit. She pulled me to the side. But this is how one, she is, but, guys. You know, this is how she is. I like to keep it raw. <laughs> keep it raw, you know. Um, buying that makeup is not going to fix your insecurities, but it will be marketed to you as such, as the perfect remedy so that people can get their sales rights, people can get their their likes, whatever it may be. And there's a whole conversation that needs to be had about that. We've had many conversations about that. So that's one thing. Mm. Have a critical, um, just be critical of the motive behind certain things, particularly content and stuff like that. And it's not to say it shouldn't be enjoyed or consumed. Mm. It should just be taken with a pinch of salt and it should also be taken, like you said, with the correct dosage that is in line with your mental health, your your mental like what man, your mental wellness. Um in terms of the aesthetic of things, it's I think it's because it's easy. Mm. It's easy to think this shower will mm, fix things mm -hmm. because it will for a temporary amount of time. I mean, it will help you sleep. It will probably help you fall asleep, mm. but it's not going to change the fact that you're going to be awakened at 3 a.m. crying. Arise. Or in panic. You know when your trauma arise. Arise, right? And so you then step onto the next thing, which looks like a quick fix, mm. which is, okay, I'm gonna take this pill. Then the next step is, well, I'm, today I'm going to need two of these pills. And then the next step is, well, let me go and pick up the bottle too, you know? Yeah. And, and we think these things are unrealistic, but they really do snowball mm. when we're looking for short-term fixes to a really big issue, right? And an issue that has a very long route. I think it's, when it comes to self-care, my, my biggest form of self-care for people is not these superficial things which happen quickly, mm. it's the hard things which can be done quickly but take a long time to get to. Mm. The hard conversations, the therapy, the building healthy relationships, the letting go of bad relationships. Yeah. It's, 
it's the it's the underneath stuff the pampering surface levels the, the things the that sometimes stuff. do not neatly fit on a instagram grid 100 percent, 100 and the things that won't make it onto an instagram grid because they're ugly mm. <laughs> no, no no because they are ugly they are ugly we were saying this today right yesterday we both felt very overwhelmed mm. right I was thinking, you know, I can go on Instagram and kind of get myself pepped up and I can post all of these things. But the truth behind it is I feel overwhelmed. Yeah. I feel panicked. As soon as I put my phone down, I'm still going to have those real feelings. So let me put my phone down, not create an illusion of anything, but I'm also not going to post that moment. Right. As encouraging as it may be to other people, I don't want to be seen in that vulnerability. Mm. I want to have overcome before I speak of it. And I think that's perfectly fine. But I also think what's important is have I overcome? Yeah. And the process that is that is um, that lays in between those two moments of yeah. feeling overwhelmed and then feeling like I'm actually and on being top honest of about that process being too. honest about it. You're not going to see that because that process can sometimes actually be hard to document because mm. that process for me looks like me staring out of my window <laughs> and thinking, what the hell am I going to do with all of this? Do you remember in Twilight when um, Eddie left Bells? No. Oh, thank God. Why would I remember I that? know, I was even thinking, thank God. <laughs> there was a moment where Edward left Bella Wow, did you call them by nicknames? Yeah, Eddie and Bells. Bellsy. Are they my cousins? Why would I know that? Look, they're friends, man. (laughs) Friends, man. I don't have friends that are vampires. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) That's me. I don't play with Um, the devil. I don't play with these demons. Yeah. They had a heart. I don't care. I think Twilight's rubbish. I think it's trash too. But moving swiftly on. There was a moment where Edward left Bella mm. in the beginning of New Moon mm. and Bella sat in this chair yeah. and all you could see is just the seasons go yeah. by because yeah. she's out waiting for yeah. her, the love of her life to, to return. return. Don't let that be you. Or no, but sometimes you need that to be you. This is I true. think sometimes you just need to, don't post about it. Don't call a trusted person, <laughs> right? No, because I also think that the issue with the Sometimes reason why we've fallen can. into these traps yeah, is because yeah. I'm trying to document everything, I need to make it seem as though healing can be perfectly captured in a picture mm. or in a post, but it can't. Mm. So mm. then people mm. get these unrealistic expectations that my healing can be found in this caption. But this oh. caption took a lifetime to make. Yeah, that's so true. You know, so sometimes it is. For the next one year, I'm going to have to sit down with myself, sit down with a therapist, sit down with a mentor, sit down with myself and figure out how the hell do we fix this crap? And I think sometimes like, hmm, this is a tough one because as a content creator, Mm. as content creators, it can be difficult to know, hmm, not even difficult to know. It's important that we ascertain our motives first before yeah, we post. Like yeah. everything that you see me and Courtney post online is carefully thought about and yeah. carefully consulted. Not necessarily because we want to create a like perfect fake brand. or perfect brand or yeah. picture or image of ourselves, but we understand the implications of our posting. Yeah. Like we understand that there are folks that, you know, look at our content and engage with their content because it resonates yeah. with them. And it's not 
what becomes difficult is you also don't want to manufacture. Yes. Because I think that sometimes the pressure is on, not just for content creators, but people who share bits of themselves online mm. to manufacture these stories yeah. and these narratives and these images and these aesthetics yeah. of taking care of themselves and being healed and having overcome and they've gone through this. There's this almost insidious undercurrent of, are people going to be able to engage with me if I don't present myself yeah. as somebody who has healed? Yes. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Like, there's a lot of, we're still going through the process and we say this every single week. Yeah. Look, yeah, we're just here ch- ch- chapping the chin wide <laughs> before anyone comes to say, hey, who are you to come yeah. on this podcast and talk we're and music, tell us what thinking. to do? We're music, we're thinking with you. We are growing with you. Yeah. Glowing and, that's why the tagline is glowing, glowing and growing. And we don't have process. everything figured out. Yeah. And we are trying to be transparent in our journey of figuring things yeah. out. So even when it comes to self-care, things that we may post even like a week ago, two weeks ago, a year ago, yeah. may have changed and developed yeah. by the time that we post something else. Yeah. And I think it's important to be conscious of when you are consuming content, understanding the motives behind the posting mm. and understanding... It can be difficult to like discern yeah. when this is happening, but, but understanding that's the word, discernment. discernment, understanding when something has been manufactured or when a self care or self love or any kind of piece of thing I'm consuming has mm. been manufactured, mm. understand to what end mm. and for what means, mm. by what means, why mm. has this person done this? Again, going back to the roots, again, understanding what has nurtured this, yeah. even when it comes to you, like the aesthetics of self care, yeah. what has nurtured this as yeah. a response to this? Yeah. And again, it goes back to what you were saying, discernment. Hi, we're Christians. So this is a, this is a principle that is, you know, very key to, you know, the faith, discernment, understanding, opening your eyes, yeah. not just, you know, physically. What but is behind? what i'm being what is behind with precisely and i think that one of the alongside critical thinking Mm. discernment is something in this generation that we would do well to cultivate more because not everything is as it seems and sometimes the intention was pure but the motivation was not yeah like you can be you can intend to inspire people but you're not motivated by transforming people's lives. Right. You're motivated by capitalistic gain. Yeah. Through yeah. the inspiration, through the intent yeah. to inspire. Or having to prop yourself up to feel viol- validated, all of these things. So just be very, very ca- I mean, we say, I swear we say this at least once every just episode. Just be very, very be careful. careful. We're, we're just aunties. We really are. We're, we're, we're actually, we're spiraling into aunties. 100%. Just be careful. Be very, very careful. Discerning. Yeah. Critical. Yeah. Thinking. Yeah. I love that. And I guess on the flip side as well, as a, as creators, as um, people who are putting things out, as, you know, boss babes, entrepreneurial babes who want to encourage other people and live a life poured out, also know that there is wisdom and benefit to you to really inspect what you're posting and why, mm. right? Like you were saying, we are very thoughtful about what it is we post not just because we don't want to create a bad impression for them but we also don't want to become disassociated from the truth Mm. we don't want to deceive ourselves because it's easy to think the life you're putting out on life is the life that you live in Mm. real life Mm -hmm. and it becomes a form of escape for you if i can edit this to make it look like this i can try and believe that to be true yeah but actually what you're presented with is the reality and you become you can become disassociated from the truth of things because you have fed into your own bs you have fed into the story Boy. that you have created and now you're believing it to be true 
You still have to have that level of reality with yourself that says the filter, the, the, the likes, the applause, the fact that it's helping other people may not actually be helping me right? It may not actually be helping me truly be my authentic self and Mm. truly glow and grow the way I need to. That's why it's important to have somebody else who can see the reality, who isn't really bowled over by, because a lot of people admire they admire your your story of triumph they admire your your bravery your courage your your dedication to whatever it is that you do they admire it however if you have people who are constantly applauding you who do you have in your corner who is like we were saying with the x factor thing as funny as it was who was behind the curtain that can be like i love you and i support you but you can't fool me with all of that because i'm not a fan i'm a friend so get friends Get, and I mean real friends, not just people who, hey, babes, you look hot. How did you get X, Y, Z? We don't even, yo, How we do- don't even, maybe that will be another episode in of itself. We don't even have time to address that whole mess that I saw on the internet. <laughs> we don't have time to address that mess. Wait, what's the mess? Girl, you missed it. There was oh, some, I did. Somebody yeah, up on, on this, Twitter. I know, oh, cool. girl, somebody on this internet. I think it was on TikTok, actually. Um, shout out to my little sisters, though. They keep me plugged oh, fair, in. Fair. It was their birthday as fair, well. So fair. shout oh, out yeah, to- Oh, yeah, happy birthday shout to, out to the, the girls. Shout out to the twins. Um, don't want to bait out your names yeah, before no, people come right. and look at, into your DMs. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, you're... Anyways, um, there was a whole mess online when a babe was out here talking about she wanted more friends that were baddies. Mm, we're going to have to deconstruct that. In yeah, episode. we... I told you, we don't have time for that mess. We're going to pick up that mess Ooh, next week. Um, but thank you for that, Courtney. And I think to close off the... <laughs> <laughs> you're saying it like it's an interview thank you i'm feeling like oprah so to wrap things up a little to to put a bow on it you know to just put a signature yeah on it (laughs) yeah (laughs) what are some of your favorite ways to take care of yourself yeah something nice practical some you know to wrap up everything therapy uh, okay therapy is number okay, one and no you guys think i just you know plug it here and there but really and truly <laughs> starting with be- better help starting my therapy journey with better help yeah. helped me a whole bunch yeah because to have somebody who can actually help guide you on that process to have somebody who with a deep understanding not just of the self-help stuff because we can only say so much like Mm. we are doing this based off of our experiences our discoveries god-given wisdom like thank god but also somebody who has studied this yeah somebody who can help you unpack this carefully Mm. because it can be very reckless to start delving into your your traumas delving into your childhood pain delving into your history delving into your current feelings unpacking it by yourself and not knowing how to put all this thing back together Mm. right Mm. going to somebody who knows how to help you achieve that optimal mental wellness and somebody who can help you process what you're going through that is one of the safest ways to actually find healing and begin that journey right Mm. so actually going to therapy I think is the best thing I think everyone should do it I think it's the best form of self-care for me um the next thing would be community like Mm. really and truly you can't do life on your own find people who you can trust and it could be friends it could be mentors it could be family members it could be whoever Get yourself around people who can help you um, feel encouraged, feel confident, who can invite, advise you. Yeah. And then the last thing, sorry, did you ask for three or just one? Or, three. Okay, thank God. <laughs> like, I imagine if I'd ask for one. <laughs> like, and then the last thing is 
time by yourself mm. right time by yourself and not it, you can do whatever in that time or you shouldn't do whatever in that time but you can mm. you can it could be in the bath it could be with the face mask but i think what yeah. all these things allow you to do is just get time to be by yourself right just get time to be one with your thoughts to mm. to be able to hear what's going on in your mind because i i've said this before life can get very loud the demands of other people the For busyness sure. of life the busyness of work um grinding hustling things are moving fast things are getting loud and it's hard to get a grasp on your own thoughts right so i would say taking as much time and it's something that i do all the time even if you're an, a naturally an extrovert or an introvert whoever you are get time with yourself to just let's get on the same page here it's something that we we wrote in the vision digital toolkit which you can still get on our website yep. um just to set a vision not just for the year but for your whole life which is you need a check-in time for yourself whether it's in the morning in the evening when you journal or even in the middle of the afternoon or when you're in the shower mm. you need a moment where you can ask yourself what's going on yeah how are you how are you actually feeling what do you need and then when you leave that place of not isolation when you leave that place of being by yourself that's when you go searching for the things you need because you've identified it mm. or that's when you go you know challenge yourself on those limited beliefs or whatever it may be you need it to be from a place of self-awareness and self-awareness i think happens best when you are alone how about you i think you've actually three? covered you've covered probably the main three that i would have picked but oh, i'm gonna add a bonus three just for do. folks who are out here yeah the bonus global and growing <laughs> tips um i think for me tagging on to what you were saying well piggybacking piggybacking off of what you were saying i can't say that anymore yeah, because there was a time for you <laughs> the amount of meetings you have had like why are you piggybacking off anything you a pig <laughs> <laughs> you piggy um, filthy you animals pig. <laughs> yeah but um tagging tagging along on the end of what you were saying mm -hmm. around having time for yourself mm -hmm. i would definitely also recommend like going on very very long walks mm -hmm. i know that not everybody is privileged enough to find time to do this but yeah. genuinely going on a walk and like not listening to anything yeah and just like being present with yourself yeah is super super important and being in nature oh, it sounds so zen but yeah, being but present and being it. outdoors as well because sometimes i think when we're by ourselves indoors like we can feel very like restricted yeah. get some vitamin d if you're in a sunny country if that not supplement true. all that kind of <laughs> stuff um but go on a very very long walk mm. i in fact i challenge you to go on at least one long walk of at minimum 30 minutes this mm. week and be in tune with yourself mm. and be in tune with your emotions, how you're feeling, what you're thinking. Because sometimes we don't give ourselves time to really process. Yeah. We always process with something else. So we mm. process with the guide, we process with the podcast, we process with the music. But do you really process with yourself in the thick of the silence? Yeah. So go on a long walk and take some time by yourself. I like that. Um, similar to community, I would push it and say, get mentorship mm. like get get mentored by somebody or engage with somebody that has done life for longer than you have mm. that is so helpful when it comes to like self-care because it puts into perspective where you're at in your journey because yeah. sometimes it can be really overwhelming when you don't have a frame of reference for some uncharted waters mm. having some kind of mentor or having somebody that's perhaps older than you or at a later stage than you puts a frame of reference in an uncharted territory yeah. it might be speaking with your parent it might be checking in with your parent it might be checking how in with an that? aunt or how about that how about you overcome that childhood trauma and talk to your mom <laughs> um 
because there have definitely been some times where I've actually just like sat down with my own mother mm. and like asked her really random questions about life. Yeah. And getting her perspective not only has continued to humanize her for me, yeah. but also it's like, ah, I actually have someone who's done this before yeah. and they're still around. Yeah. That's like a blessing. Ask. That yeah. is a, a real, real a blessing. blessing. So I definitely say that. And then lastly, I would say, at least for me personally, get in tune with your faith. Mm. I think as somebody that is Christian, being able to turn to my faith in the times where I'm trying to take care of myself lifts the burden of me now having to take care of myself. Do you get what I'm saying? Like there's, at least for me, there is somebody out there that is bigger than myself who actually cares, like not even cares for me, loves me, like seriously loves me. And being able to draw from that water in order to, fill myself up i love that it's so pivotal yeah and especially with the whole like it's it's having truths with the whole faith thing like it's having truths that are outside of your performance that have nothing to do with your experience Mm. they are just truths Mm. that you you choose to believe right that's a great foundation to be standing on in terms of cultivating love and confidence and and all of these things that we need i love that i love that lots of love in the room lots of love in the room ladies love so we're sending love as we wrap up this very, <laughs> very long episode. Yes. This is one of the longer ones we've done in Crikey. a while. Yeah. You know, I looked down at what the time, a I was like, yeah, what a treat. <laughs> what a nugget. What a treat for the sisters in the world. <laughs> what a nugget. Um, but sisters, we hope that you enjoyed that episode and we're sending you love, light and peace this week in particular. Yeah. Show yourself some much needed love and affection this week. We yes. know that the world is hard enough hard enough enough. with you also being hard on yourself so be soft to yourself this week you really deserve it yeah soft life i'm such anyways anyways that's again another episode but until then you can stay until our next episode rather you can stay plugged in with the sisterhood by Mm -hmm. following us on social media you already know it is at to my sisterhood on twitter on tiktok and of course on instagram yeah stay plugged in and if you really enjoyed this episode and in fact if there's any particular episode that you really enjoyed don't forget to share it with another sister we are trying to build this sisterhood to be as big and as i was gonna say round (laughs) why not round why not round Say round, round big like as round. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking Though globe. Some would disagree. That's why I also thought that this might be incorrect because <laughs> there's flat earthers. Do you know what I mean? I can't say round like that. Um, that's controversial. Because there's some folks out here that believe. <laughs> Who knows? That Anyways, the world is flat. It's true. That the world is flat. But please, please, please get more sisters plugged into the sisterhood. Share. We know that you guys have already been sharing, but share with someone new. Share with someone that doesn't know about TMS, whether it be online, whether it be in person, but share, share, share. Mm. And of course, you can follow us individually on our own journeys of glowing and growing. You can find Courtney on Instagram and all socials at CD Boateng. And of course, you can come and say hi to me at Renee Kapuku. We love to see it. And of course, sisters, we never want you to miss a beat, not just on the episodes, but also what we are doing in the sisterhood. So make sure that you are signed up to the mailing list via our website to my sisters.com because we share some really good tips on there and i don't know what you're doing it's also where you can submit your dilemmas as well so definitely do that as always we hope that you are going to have an amazing week and so sis we bid you adieu and we say keep glowing and growing ciao ciao
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.